Chapter 8 of The King of the Golden City by Mother Mary Loyola. This LibriVox recording is in the public domain. The King's Armory The children of the king's household were taught, whilst they were quite small, who he was and how much he loved them, and what they must do for him in return. They were taught, too, who Malignus was, how bad and cruel, how he hated them because they belonged to the king and were on their way to the happy land from which he was shut out. They knew they must not do as he told them, but they were not expected yet to go out and fight him, as the soldiers of the royal army had to do. They were the king's children who would be made his soldiers later. You may be surprised that the youngsters had to fight so soon. But trying out their strength is a thing children take to very readily, and the worse the war is, the younger are the soldiers who are called out to fight. The war between the king of the Golden City and Malignus, the traitor, was the deadliest you can imagine, because if a soldier did not come out victorious in the end, there is no trying again for him. So the children, girls as well as boys, had to be well taught and taught young. It was wonderful how grandly some of them fought, how soon they got promoted, and how afraid of them their cunning old enemy came to be. One day Delecta was summoned to the king's presence. She was so accustomed to go to him without ceremony that she was rather frightened when the prince guardian told her she must kneel before him and listen very attentively to what he was going to say. Not without trembling she knelt down, the prince standing reverently at her right hand. "'My child,' said the king, you are now old enough to be enrolled in my army. Malignus is getting fiercer and more cunning, and what he cannot do by himself he is going to employ others to do for him. You are beginning to listen to people who are not on my side, who are not afraid of breaking my laws, and who laugh at my servants who try to keep them. Besides these enemies without, you have self always with you. She is growing faster and getting stronger and bolder. You must grow stronger, too, that you may be able to stand your ground and fight more bravely than you have done yet. I never send anyone to fight without providing a proper outfit. The prince guardian will take you to the armory and get the equipment you need. She was delighted and went off asking questions all the way. The armory was a wonderful place. There you could see the weapons of many a brave soldier who had laid aside his arms only when the fight was fought and won, and the palm of victory had been placed in his hand instead. The prince guardian took her in and out among the war trophies, and explained to her why they were treasured there. Here was the sword of St. Ignatius of Loyola, which he himself hung up in the house of God, to show he was going to be henceforward a soldier of the king of kings alone. Over against it was the shield of St. Joan of Arc the brave maid who fought for God and for her country. Delecta was immensely interested in all she saw, swords and shields, helmets and breastplates, and shoes. She managed to make out the inscriptions. On the sword, faith. On the shield, trust in God. On the helmet, prayer. On the breastplate, mistrust of self. On the shoes, patience and perseverance. I think, Prince, she observed, the shield and the breastplate are much the same. At least they must always go together, Delecta. Mistrust of self without confidence in God means discouragement, the beginning of all harm as you have discovered. What lots of helmets there are, more than I could count. Yes, for every victory is won by prayer. Never suppose you can fight all by yourself. Ask for help quickly the moment you see your enemy. Look at all those shoes. Soldiers don't fight with them. What are they there for? 
to show that patience and perseverance in plodding on day after day are necessary for every warrior opportunities of bringing the enemy down by a well-directed shot do not come every day nor does the need of meeting him with sword and shield in open fight but every day there is the toilsome march the same dull round of duty the hardships inseparable from life at the front it is the constant trudging of the weary feet that more than anything else brings a man to victory and reward so delecta was measured for her equipment and it was made to fit her exactly and when all was ready her prince guardian led her before the king and his court and she knelt down before them all and placed her little joined hands within the hands of the king and promised to be a good soldier and faithful to him and she was solemnly enrolled in the regular army and given a mark by which every one would know that she was now a soldier that mark would be a disgrace should she turn out a traitor to the king but a sign of distinction and glory if she remained faithful to him and fought his battles bravely sword and shield and helmet and breastplate and shoes he gave them all to her moreover he promised that whatever help she wanted she should have the minute it was needed if only she asked for it at the end of the ceremony he gave her a little stroke on the cheek not to hurt but just to remind her that she must expect to suffer in his cause her three enemies would now be more than ever on the lookout for her and like a soldier commanded to stand at attention she must be always on the alert two of these enemies malignous and self you know they were like hand and glove and generally worked together the king was speaking of the third enemy when he said malignus had accomplices or helpers who did for him what he could not do by himself they were men women and even children who could not wait for the good things of the golden city they said they wanted their good things now the time of our life they said is short and tedious like the passing of a shadow come therefore and let us enjoy the good things that are present let us crown ourselves with roses before they be withered let us eat and drink for to-morrow we die these people hated hard work and trouble of every sort all they cared about was eating and drinking dress and amusement pleasure of every kind they wanted to be as comfortable as money could make them to be admired and praised and honoured they called themselves the jolly ones but their real name was the triflers how shall i know them said delecta to her prince guardian i know malignus and i know self by what they say and do but how shall i know the triflers in the same way by what they say and what they do and what they care about all their talk is about the good things of the land of exile and all their care is to please and amuse themselves they do nothing to deserve the rewards of the king in the golden city and have no fear of displeasing him so far from trying to serve him they do all they can to turn others from his service and to make them forsake the narrow uphill way which is the king's highway they try to draw his servants into the broad way which belongs to malignus and leads to his place beware of them they are doing the work of their master and if you go with them you will grow like them and will share their fate End of chapter 8